Yo, 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 this your boy Neo, the anime guy. I'm going to let my other co-hosts tell you who they are. Hey, it's me, Oscar, your friendly neighborhood nerd. How is everybody doing tonight? I'm sure they're doing good, bro. I'm sure they're doing good. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I'm your boy, Nelly. I'm the uh, cosplayer of the group, as you all know. And today, this is Babble Talk. All right, today we're going to be talking about Door, Love, and Thunder. I'm going to let Oscar take it away. Hey, guys. So we all know that um, the Marvel Phase 4 has a couple of things planned. Um, so after Spider-Man No Way Home, the next film, as Brent Neo said, will be Spider-Man, I mean, my bad, apologies there, Thor Love and Thunder, which will be released of this year in the summer of July 8th. So it's going to be an interesting film. Uh, the same director from Thor Ragnarok is going to be making the film. And we're going to see a whole new take on Thor. He's going to have a whole new costume. We're going to see Natalie Portman return as female Thor. So any thoughts on that, guys? Um, Where to begin? Um, Loving the idea that they're adapting uh, the Mighty Thor concept where Jane uh, becomes Thor after, you know, receiving the hammer. How they're going to merge, you know, Mjolnir back together is going to be something I'm really excited to see. Um, which, by the way, just double checking, isn't, is is that coming out first or is Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness? That's, that comes real, out in- that's coming out first, then Doctor Strange comes out, because Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse Madness will be coming out May 6th. May 6th, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, um, obviously they're going to be taking a break from the uh, multiverse setting of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then just taking us back to the fun space race that they've had over the years with, like, Guardians and then, you know, Thor and things like that, which I'm thinking is going to be pretty cool. I have a prediction that... Maybe, if not in a cameo or just like a passing by sequence, we're going to see something involving at least one of the Eternals or something from that realm. That's just my guess, considering how they actually name dropped for in that movie. Um, So, and considering um, Thor's new outfit, you know, the color scheme, the design, it kind of looks like, uh, it kind of looks like Icarus from the Eternals anyway. So I kind of feel like, That'll be something that they might allude to or something. I, I have no idea how they're going to do it, but I think it looks great. Um, Oscar, you were mentioning to me earlier that you did not like how bright it was. What, what What's your take on it? Right. So when I first saw, I think they leaked it on Facebook. Like they showed his costume or at least the phase four um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So when I saw his costume, I was like, ah! I'm okay. Like again, personally, I think like the color scheme's way too bright. Maybe they should like dim it down just a little bit, just by a little bit. Um, because he kind of looks like a Power Ranger. He legit looks like a Power Ranger. You know, I feel like his Stormbreaker is legit his morpher. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I like the design, but other than that, the color scheme, I don't know. It's not really working too much for me. Kind of reminds you of Wolverine, because you know how Wolverine's um classic suit comes with blue, um blue and yellow. That's kind of what the Wolverine. Yeah, and you know what? Considering how it looks more animated from a uh 
you know, it's like putting up a poster, like a promo art poster. It looks more yellow than it does gold because I'm thinking gold is the color scheme that they were really going for. You know, like take um, the Thor the Dark World armor, for instance, like um, like in the promo art that they released. And if you look closely at it in the movie, it's got hints of gold in it, but it looks more dark gold or dark gray more than anything. Right. So I'm sure in the movie when, you know, it comes out, it's going to look more like, more like a dirty gold than it does like a bright yellow gold, like a corn gold that they got going on. But yeah, yeah. as a Thor cosplayer, I think that'll be something pretty cool to try. Um, I actually might make alterations to uh, one of the um, under pieces that I have for the armor just from this movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see it before, you know, I make an assumption. But I really want to see where they go with it. And I like the fact that they are including um, the Guardians again for this movie. I don't know how small of a part it's going to be or if it's going to be like a major plot point. Um, But, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool that they're including them and they're still getting their own movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I remember Thor and the end of, I believe, the end of Endgame. Was it Endgame? Thor did leave with um, the Guardians, right? I'm yeah, Infinity War. I, my bad. Probably I'm a little rusty. No, yeah, it was Endgame, and it, and they're showing us that he's back to being completely in shape. In so shape. I want there to be a montage of him getting yeah. back in the shape somehow for this movie. Eighty music playing like, in the background. Like, yeah. did Peter Quill get a bow flex, and did Thor use it more than he did? <laughs> I just kind of want to see. Fat Thor first before we see him back to his natural state. Back in yeah, that, I don't think they're gonna show it. You know, bridge a gap. Thor would be fat. But they're just gonna no. give us like a you know exclamation from like, did you ever see the movie Focus, where uh, you know the guy walks in, and he's just like, oh my god, you look so great, you lost so much weight. I did a cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> Neil was mentioning he said he'd rather see Fat Thor. I want to see Thor fat throughout the whole entire movie. I don't want him. Because I, I don't want it to be where this man was all fat, right? And then he get all fit. Because some in some reference of Thor, you know, in some books and some pictures of him, he is kind of fat. Because he's like, I know that some in some stories, he's like, he can drink for days. He can eat for oh, days. Oh, yeah, he can you know? drink. And like, he, the fatness that he had is like more to his character. So I love that. Marvel did that for him when he was in that in that village. You know, he's like, "What? Where am I? I'm not. I'm not a god. I'm not. I'm not anything. I'm not Odin's son. I'm just a worthless man or whatever." And you show the okay. of like, he kind of lost that confidence in himself. Yeah, doing so really showed that like this is how Thor supposed to look. So I feel like they can still use that kind of that weight and not take it all not take it all away. I don't want to take it at all. I feel like I feel like by like two thirds of the beginning, they're gonna actually have him back to his fit self. <laughs> now I know in some versions of Norse mythology they have him as a little a little chunky, but that's mostly muscle because that's how Vikings were back in the day. But yeah. I think it makes sense the way they had it here because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait, 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 wait. He consumed a whole bunch of food and a whole bunch of drink. About the first couple of movies now all of a sudden he's and, I'm, and then it clicked for me five years where 
he wasn't burning that he wasn't burning any of that food or drink off by fighting anybody. Yeah, yeah. And he was in a depressed state, down. which means he was consuming even more. So I thought it made sense. And with yeah. him getting back into the fight and spending a good amount of time with the Guardians doing whatever, I feel like those eating habits probably didn't go away as much as you would think. But he's burning it off more now. And right. he wants to get back into shape, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, true that. I, I think, it, I think it'll all come to a come to um, a head. I, I believe this happened in the movie. And uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, when, or no, in Endgame, when Thor went off with the Guardians, I like how, I think, I think, I think it was Rocket or someone that was like, you know, who's like, who's in charge or who the boss and Peter and, and him was going back and forth. Like, well, you know, I'm yeah, a, that was, that you was know, beautiful. you know, well, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a son of a celestial. Yeah. But I've beaten celestial. So stuff like that. I think that was so funny. And I think the guardians are going to have a big part in this whole movie. I don't think it's really about Thor to me. I don't think it's about Thor based on the posters I have seen for it. I feel like it's not just it's not about Thor. I think it's more about other people and in and they, and they different roles that's gonna shine and gonna show like more about it, leading into other movies. Just like yeah, um, I think that that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a major concept for the movie too. Um, the way Taika Waititi explained it was that it was pretty much practically gonna be mostly a, a rom com. You know, like a romantic right. comedy because he's got things going on between Jane and then uh, something going on maybe t- between Valkyrie. And then with with sprinkle of comedy and superhero stuff on the side, you know, so I want to see where everything falls into place there. You know, now that it's just him, you know, most of whatever is left of Asgard is literally back on Earth and he's gone now. And that being said, uh, which I do agree that that was one of my favorite scenes in Endgame, you know, sparring off between, you know, uh, Quill and Thor. The fact that he is half celestial, and we've seen just how major the celestials play in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what they did with the, with Eternals, and the fact that they explain how they're born, how they're made, how they evolve, and what needs to be done in order to form one, where... I want to see where Ego uh, might have fallen off. I don't know if they'll probably explore that more in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 or maybe give a hint of it in this movie. But, yeah, that's a that's a pretty big concept. Now that there's literally pieces and bits of a celestial literally sticking out of the Earth. So, yeah. you know, that's something I want to yeah. see. Um, I think they're probably going to touch up on that a little bit about Ego, but I kind of want to see where it's going to take Jane Foster's, you know, Natalie Portman's character, how she's going to get the next mantle for, you know, the female Thor and what's going to happen with Valkyrie. Because last we seen her was an endgame and she's pretty much, I guess, the new, I don't know, I think like the new queen. The new ruler. The new ruler. Thank you. The new ruler of Asgardians, of Asgard. So I'm going to hope to see what they're going to do with the character. You know, it'll be exciting. Well, I feel like... Um, they, after watching, <laughs> after watching No Way Home for yet another time, 
Uh, I noticed that they mentioned that there was damage done from the drone attack to um, New Asgard uh, from what happened in uh, No Way Home, from the events of that. So um, obviously there's going to be a thing about diplomacy, you know, making sure that the Asgardians aren't tampered with because there's only a few of them left now until they can repopulate and spread. And then the fact that because they're not from Earth and because they're considered like a foreign you know, state of being all themselves, they're probably going to want to stay as separate as possible from regular Earthlings, let alone Americans. <laughs> so I would imagine that with Thor getting uh, a more space advent, you know, traveling off with the Guardians and then doing whatever he can as a protector on the outskirts of the galaxy, Jane acting as Thor is going to be back to join the uh, to join the new Avengers, which if you've been keeping a roster, it's going to be mostly all female. Well, not all female, but mostly female. Because, you know, right. you got Kate Bishop taking over for uh, Hawkeye. Oh, and you got Yelena Belova as Black Widow. Then you got uh, America Chavez. And then you got Carol Danvers. And you then you got Wanda, Scarlet Witch. Wanda, and then you got Thor being uh, Jane Foster now. And then Riri Williams, who's probably going to take over for Iron Man as Ironheart. Yes, so, yes, that's what I heard. An all and I think the only, yeah, I think the only like males that are left in the Avengers at this point are if he's going back, if he's not going to be a solo hero, Spider Man, Captain America. Um, oh shit, that's right, we got She Hulk too, so that's yeah, another one. Yeah, um, and then of course, um, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Wait, hold on, hold on, one second, one second for Captain America. I thought he went back. You know, he went back and gave, put all the stones back and everything and got... Steve Rogers. Talking about Sam... Uh, yeah, yeah, Sam Wilson. Wilson. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah, okay. and I mean, don't forget... Uh, yeah, you also have Bucky as well. So it's Bucky, yeah. Sam Wilson, um, Doctor Strange, Peter Parker, Shang-Chi, and probably Wong. Well, I don't think he's going to be like... Well, he's kind of part of it because he's, you know... He kind of helps. He's the new sorcerer for Supreme, so he might be involved in it. By technicality. By technicality. <laughs> I like that little detail, too. I was about to say, technically, shouldn't he be the sorcerer Supreme? And I forgot all about that question until they brought it up in No Way Home. And I, and for a split second, I thought that the people cleaning up in the Sanctum Sanctorum were Wong and were, uh, Shang-Chi and Katie. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, what? And oh, I was like, no, no, never mind. That's not that. One thing I want to touch base on is that on Nick Fury, right? And right. in the way home, uh, one of the officers told him, well, Nick Fury haven't been on Earth, right? Now, right. everything that's going on with Thor, Love, and Thunder, do you think Nick Fury already knows? If that statement is true, that he's in space and what and whatnot or whatever. Um, you know, everything with the celestial going in with the internals and everything. You know what I'm saying? Is right. that during that is it like a different time period or so? Like, does he know? Because you know, he knows everything. He know before you even know before you even blink your eyes. Oh, yeah. See, there's a couple of things yeah, I want to unravel with that. Actually, um. For one thing, I'm going to just point out, I feel like 
that the agent that was in, uh, interrogating Peter and everybody else, I personally think he's a scroll. Because there's no way he should know that Nick Fury's been off world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. Another thing, I, yeah, I think he's a scroll. Another thing is, I'm pretty sure across the span of the multiverse, I think the loophole there being everyone on Earth knowing that Peter Parker with Spider-Man had their memory away. So with Nick Fury being off world, I don't know if he was affected by that spell. I don't so I think, think he might so. I think he might be the only one from Earth that knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man at the moment. And Pete and wait. And um Quill as well. Because he had met Peter. But right. Moment. Right. He was off world. You know, so, so. I, I don't know how how it all is going to play out in the end where when it goes down to um, Dutch Strange movie, um, for, for the new Dutch Strange movie, how is all going to play out? And will America Chavez be the, uh, yes. key, be the key to everything to somehow bring it, like somehow bring it all back to where it's that people can um, remember Everybody remember Peter, even the people that's even on the world. You know what I'm saying? What I want to see specifically, not only with America Chavez, is, you know, particularly with the future being so uncertain with Kang looking like the big baddie that everybody's going to have to face. How are they going to come back together again? And, And more importantly... Um, secret invasion is on the rise, which means Nick Fury is getting his own show, but we're dealing with shapeshifters. Yeah. So who's going to be hiding on Earth? Shapeshifting is who? Acting is who? How will that affect the Marvel Universe? And more importantly, will there be big cameos that come back from it? Because if somebody is acting as a scroll, they could come back as Tony, they could come back as Cap, and they could come back as anybody who's been dead in the Marvel Universe thus far. Right. Um... I feel like that the Secret Invasion should have been a film. I don't know about series. Um, no, it, it is it is it is a series. It's gonna be a a series on Disney Plus. No, yeah, I know that, but I'm saying like I don't know how I feel about it being a series. Um, I don't because it's gonna be kind of hard to like have them. Con- well, actually, yeah, because I was just thinking like, how are they gonna connect out with all the other films? You know, like. Or like you said, are the big actors from the movie gonna be coming up in the show as cameos? Because you know these are shapeshifters, or are these characters gonna, in the Secret Invasion gonna come out in the other any of the other Marvel movies? Because uh, I feel like the- they're all gonna tie pretty well. They haven't messed up with that just yet. My main thing would be how would they be doing the cameos, and would they be in? Because I mean, let's be serious. It's Marvel. Regardless if it's a TV show, it's Marvel. So obviously their paychecks are gonna be pretty well. If it's even if it's a small cameo. Because, you, you know, you got Don Cheadle showing up for, like, two seconds in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then, um, like, the rest of the series that we got coming up, you know, it, it, there could be room for maybe, like, two seconds. You know, let's have RDJ come back. Or let's have, you know, uh, you know, Chris Evans come back. And, like, even for She-Hulk, we don't know how long uh, Mark Ruffalo is going to be as Bruce Banner. 
but he's going to be there as well as Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Yeah, and I heard as well that Charlie Cox will be coming back as Daredevil for that series as well. That'll be kind of cool. It's kind of yes. cool to see him back on the big screen. Thank God. But yes. uh, I'm a little nervous about it, but no, he's he's back in the big screen. I uh, yeah, I'm 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 glad to see that they they brought that back, and I hope as a result of it they renege on their decision and come back with a season four for Daredevil. Well, the thing is, um, Daredevil, like, even even if they did try to bring that as a series or even a film, they're going to have to pull that off for, like, phase five. Because he's probably going to make his cameos here and there. He, he's pretty much just a cameo. He'll be popping out here and there. But as for, like, series-wise, it looks like they kind of have everything uh, set up already. So they probably, in phase five, that's when they'll probably make another Daredevil series. Or hell, even put make his own movie that's right. probably gonna be watered down. But you know, <laughs> I'm noticing something too with these cameos. I feel like there's no one set replacement for Stan Lee to be popping up. Everybody's just taking turns, you know. Um, so like one <laughs> yeah, day maybe it'll be Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, or maybe one day it'll be uh, Charlie Cox as um, Daredevil, or maybe if, if they do it right. Moving forward, probably after Phase 5 is my guess, Deadpool is going to be taking over for Stanley. Just popping up in, like, every movie. Yo, just randomly doing funny. whatever. Yeah. That'd, that'd be hilarious. Be funny. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I believe right after, like, the Doctor Strange movie, because, you know, we got Thor, Doctor Strange. The next one will be Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you already know. Um, I'm very interested to see what they do with that considering what's been done who we've lost and more importantly they're introducing uh namor the submariner yeah and that's interesting that's going to be interesting they made an allusion to the atlantic plate being shifted in endgame so that implies that i believe atlantis was messed around they said we handle it by not handling it so there's got to right. be something beneath the water there so we have an atlantis in the dc universe that's been explored let's right. see how it goes here and funny enough i honestly thought that they were going to go with their original idea because i heard through such and such and somebody basically that the original concept they have was for to chill to face off against I don't know what big daddy it was, but in the mix, Craven was supposed to be involved. So oh. he was supposed to take on Craven the Hunter, who was going to take on the King of Wakanda with what was believed to be the last heart-shaped herb. Basically, with him stripping his powers away and taking on Craven warrior warrior, he was going to basically walk away with what he considered the Panther's pelt, meaning some vibranium straight off of his back. Oh. All in all, the idea was that he was supposed to fail. And he was supposed to flee to New York, taking on a new hunt, basically a new prize, which was going to be the Spider of uh, Queens. It was going to be him versus Spider-Man. And I thought that was going to be a great idea, but that would have been kind of I guess cool, I didn't yeah. go along with that. Yeah, I mean, then it's weird because um, Sony is coming out with a Craven the Hunter movie. So yes, with um, Aaron, I think it was with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Which is weird. And in, in the yeah. scope of the multiverse, it's weird, but it makes sense, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Because, I mean, he died. <laughs> he, he played, you know, Quicksilver, and he came, he's coming back as Craven the Hunter. That's <laughs> Yeah. 
don't know what that's man, that's just weird. <laughs> it really is um but yeah that actually sounds like a good idea i like the the idea that you were telling us about like that would be an interesting concept to see and but like i don't know what's going to be the new concept now because you said uh, that you mentioned that namer might come out in this film um i don't know if they released anything about the script or the plot line that's going to happen with black panther so I'm well go yeah i feel like they pick and choose what to let get touched and leaked from the marvel universe be there be it from sony or be it from you know the disney side of it i feel like they pick and choose like they like toying with us letting right. us speculate which is why they didn't have such a closed tight seal on no way home because a lot of people were already guessing that toby and Andy were going to show up but for this movie because there's still so much in development they're trying to work out they're probably right. trying to like keep like a tight-knit clasp on it just to make sure that you know nothing's really messed up which right. is a good idea considering you know you don't want a lot of people spectating too much plus with your main guy gone you want people to just go in blind you know yeah, see everything exactly. you know put together properly but still you want to you want to keep everybody together you know because there was once a time guys for, for everybody listening to this blog i know you remember there was once a time where the only leaks that we got were from like entertainment weekly or yeah. whatever picture that we got maybe off of the lagged version of google yeah so I remember. nothing was leaked we just had to right. wait and see what we watched the movie or maybe right. just maybe go around the corner to see the dude on 158th street with the bootleg dvds in his back <laughs> Great. yeah and like what is your take on the black panther neo is there anything you excited is there anything you want to see in the film to happen i want so before we wrap it up I'm going to give my last little take on what I think about the upcoming move for Black Panther. I want them to really show like the growth of what, what we saw in the first Black Panther film and be like 10 times more advanced than it was before, you know? I want to see like new armor. I want to see new weapons. I want to see how they solve different like heroes, like a different like type of Thor hammer, you know what I'm saying? Or a different Captain America ship. I want to see something mm -hmm. like that, like they all spin off from it because you know the girl, I forgot her name. That's my bad. Um, the sure. the sure, yeah. I want to see her like just go ham. I want to see like some some stuff that you never seen before with all the CGI and everything. I really want. Right. And I want to show, I want to see her group. I want to, I want to also see her as the Black Panther or like a, a, a version of that, you know, to see like, this is what my brother was, but this is me. I'm taking on, taking on that name or that legacy, but I'm putting my own spin on it. You know, I don't want to copy him. I want to be, I want to show my reflection of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And you know what? It's funny you say that because it's um, in terms of how they want to you know, tell the story. She was sort of grappling with the idea of sort of not really proving herself, but letting her, you know, intellect and her weapons and her advancements with the technology at such a young age speak for her when a lot of people really didn't take her seriously. Mm -hmm. And she was very much like the cue of the movie, like the cue to James Bond for, you know, T'Challa. Right. And that being said, those advancements, I know as a 16, 17 year old woman who just got back from being dusted, 
from the blip, mind you, um, I would want to see how she not only advances, you know, Wakanda technology since at the moment diplomacy is still, you know, slowly but surely moving forward now that T'Challa opened Wakanda for the rest of the world, you yeah, know, right. yeah. and then, you know, as someone who was actually there to witness an outsider like Tony Stark actually sacrifice himself for the planet and create nanotech that's just 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 maybe up to par with the Wakanda technology. <laughs> um, I want to see if she takes any inspiration from that. And maybe even further down the line, I want to see if she and Riri Williams, you know, connect and start making some pretty dope stuff. Because that would be cool. Yes, indeed. And that, guys, will end the podcast for tonight. This is Babble Talk. I'm Neo, the anime guy. I'm Oscar, the Marvel and DC guy, also known as your friendly neighborhood nerd. And I am your boy, Nelly. I am your melanated nerd of the evening. <laughs> we all melanated. Well, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm, the co- I'm, the, I'm the cosplayer of the group. It was good talking to you guys again. All right. All have right. a good night. See y'all next time. All right. Next time. Deuces, y'all. <laughs>